Looking for a podcast about sports and current events that's worth a damn? Well, you're in the right place. This is On The Clock Radio. Funny as hell, and they love to argue. Let's do the damn thing. You're listening to On The Clock Radio with Raul Lescano. Raul Lescano. Reggie Edwards. Reggie Edwards. And Tyrone Benson. And Tyrone Benson. For another episode, it is February 8th. It is two days away from my birthday. That's right, I turned the big 4 1 real soon, Ty. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be a big dog soon, man. Uh, right now, Reggie's out and about, man. He went to a basketball game last night, so I'm sure he's all tired chasing the bag. I got Tyrone, so I got one half of the boys from the Bay. But we got a lot to talk about, man. We got to recap the, the Pro Bowl, we'll see if we liked it or did like it, how that's gonna go. We need a preview or uh, uh, predict uh, the Super Bowl that's coming up here between the Eagles and and the Chiefs, we got to see what we can do, what who, what offense can score the most. Is it going to be a high-scoring game? It's going to be a lot going on, man. NBA's been taking off. LeBron James, Michael Jordan debate is at the highest level right now. It is it's to t- continue to go. We got so much going. We got to talk about Kyrie Irving, KD. It's, it's, we got a lot to do, man. And we live with this, man, so let's get going. You're on the clock, baby. watch out for the cat, Perry. I'm a whole anchor now. The hot out your line. What's up, Tyrone Benson, man? How are you doing, sir? What's been good? Enjoying my last day as a free man, I guess you could call it. Wait, a free? Wait a minute. What do you mean a free man? <laughs> Did I miss something? Nah, my, my son be here tomorrow, man. Oh, that's fair. So how's that going? Are you ready for this? I don't know, bro. What do you mean? What's, what's going through your mind? Let's let's talk about it, man. I'm gonna be the old dad at graduation now, bro. Okay, all right. I can I can see where your concern is. Yeah, yeah, you are. That's the, that's gonna be you. Yeah. yeah. And I got one's gonna graduate next year. One gonna graduate the year after that. Mm. Then I got a big ass gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like starting all over again, son. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, I don't know, Tyrone. God bless you, man. How, how many kids do you have right now? This will be, I got four in the fetus. Four. <laughs> <laughs> he said four in the fetus. <laughs> uh, I mean, well put, Tyrone. I mean, I can't hear, can't hear yet. He ain't, nah, he ain't, I breathe, he ain't breathing none of this toxic air yet. And what's when? So the due date is tomorrow? The, the ninth, yep. So wait a minute. Let's let's talk here. Now we got to talk real big here. Do you already have the god like? Do you have the godparents already laid out? Like you already have that laid out, right? I got we are uh, we got one. Yeah, her her cousin. Okay. Uh, she waited for me to pick one, but I'm I don't really don't care. Okay. Well, my birthday is February 10th. If this baby comes February 9th, I feel obligated to take care of the baby. 
I'm just letting you know that now. Just letting you see how that goes. Oh, oh, oh you're, you're in high consideration. Okay. High consideration. And, and again, if if I'm not, that's fine. I'm still going to take care because, I, shit, February 9th, February 10th, I got to take care of him. There's nobody else going to do it. It's going to have to be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got I to gotta step up. I just got to step yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, you're in high consideration. <laughs> you're in high consideration. That's okay, man. Is it? Let me tell you. Is it? Is it? It's not less exciting, right? Like you just are you nervous like you were when you first won? Like this is a baby, uh, man. Uh, for me, it's like everybody keeps asking me, "You nervous? You excited?" Like just a fucking baby. Like, I, it's like <laughs> just another fucking kid. That's it. Like, yeah, I, I, I get I, what you're I, saying. I think now there's more over being pregnant. Yeah. And just I'm just ready for the kid to be here. I know she is, man. She so, must be. She must be ready to just let's get the baby out. Let's get done. I just want to relax. Yeah, yeah, like the last like two weeks, and within the last like two weeks, like she just yeah. been like like just ready to like she ready to explode. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, man. Nine months is a long time, man. And then like the, like the baby, like she has no more skin to stretch. So it's like, <laughs> all right, right. She, it, it took everything. It took everything. Yeah. So. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, God bless you, man. And, and don't worry about all that stuff. Like you said, when I, when I was a kid, shit, I was worried about having kids. You know what I'm saying? When I had one, two, three, I was like, oh, shit, I can do this. I can take two, three more. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel. Man. Yeah. You know, my, my, my oldest, my oldest two, I mean, they're well taken care of. Right, right. All, actually, all my kids are well taken care of. Like, right. I ain't no deadbeat dad. And so it's like, you know, it's, just, it's just another kid to me. So. Yeah. So now I got my son, who I call the sequel, and <laughs> I got my, my my two year old. He's a trilogy. Damn. And then so then I got this son. I don't know what I'm calling yet. Yeah. What do they call four movies? Like what do they call that? I don't know. Book. Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Like that's true. Trilogy. Damn. That's a good. That's a good reference, man. Trilogy. What's the fourth one? Have you thought you guys already locked in the name though? Yeah, Zane. That's right, Zane. What's the middle name? Uh, Maurice, my my middle name. Zane Maurice Benson. God, that's a football yeah. name. That's a baseball football name. God, dog. Yeah, Zane my, sister, my, my sister-in-law gave me the middle name. Why just give me your middle name? I was like, yeah, just that's like true. And it's like, all right, whatever. I don't care. It's true. The middle names for my kids, man. I I put Santana for Jordan, and Marcelo for Jaden. And I, I didn't give anybody my name at whatsoever. Nah, I didn't. Like everybody asked, why you name Tayshawn Junior? Like for what? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let him let him bark his own path. Well, you can't you even know? do it because you, well, you well you can't do it because you disrespect the other two. Well, I'm talking about my oldest one. Everybody, oh. everybody thought I was going to have a junior. I'm like, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't believe in that junior shit. Yeah, like I don't even, I don't even like my name. So I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like mine either, man. I agree. <laughs> I agree, man. But that's good, man. That's a blessing, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let me ask you this: so over over the weekend, man, the Pro Bowl came on. Um, it, I don't know. It was a lot of a lot of individual sports and things that going. I saw the dodgeball. I saw all that stuff. What did you? What was your thoughts with it, man? I mean, I, I'm not I'm taking away from the flag football, but everything else outside of it, I I do like. I do like that they're doing other kind of events. I do like the what was it move the chains where they're pulling the wall and shit. It was nice. Um, what are your thoughts on Pro Bowl, though, man? Recapping what happened. I I mean like. The, the side games kind of reminded me of the old school Pro Bowl when they had the quarterback challenges and obstacle yeah. courses and all that kind of stuff. My favorite one was probably the long, the um, the kick tac toe or whatever it was called. 
Kick text. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that long snapper was badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they found a way to incorporate everybody, and and, and that's what's really good. It, it made it yeah, real, real fun. So that, that that was pretty interesting, and the dodgeball was kind of cool. Yeah, until I saw Saquon take it to the face. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, man, he lost like, that ball. That would be professional. You can detail him to the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the face. I don't put him and stomped on that dude, man. Yeah, but yeah, but, uh, I, the Pro Bowl itself, though, the, the game itself, the flight football game, um, it was okay, I guess, man. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was, it is what it is. I, mean, I, I didn't, I didn't like the whole three game thing. Like, just switch out the quarterbacks. Yeah, like, like when they when they wait for their first start, they like Geno Smith starting. So my God, he gonna play the first two series or something, and then they'll switch him out. And then, well, you know, nah. you, you know what was funny, man, and it's funny you say that. If you're gonna do it this way, well, I was telling somebody else, if you're gonna do it this way, then at least have four quarters, right? Of twenty minute half, twenty minute halves, but you can incorporate more plays. It doesn't have to be the same receivers. Don't be, right. you know what I'm saying? You can have okay, you know. Like a seven on seven group. If this is you know Trevor Lawrence's group, this is Geno Smith's group. This is you know uh, um, uh, Huntley's group. That that's who you have. But you could do it all for the AFC and NFC, and you could do both squads, and you could incorporate more players into the Pro Bowl now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I thought like, man, I know uh, Huntley was taking a lot of slack for making the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, that is kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're not. You know, he has to go in place of Lamar. Lamar wasn't going to go. So, yeah, but he he was in, he, they said he went in place for uh, Lamar. He didn't make it. Right. So if, once and those then, guys drop off, you have to take the next guy. Yeah, it was Josh Allen, Burroughs, and yeah. Then Tua. Yeah, they didn't they didn't go. You know what I'm saying? So me, you know, I would have loved to see those guys with with certain groups of receivers to to play with and everything. That'd have been cool to watch. But I think that what they should have did, if you're going to do this uh, seven on seven type stuff, man, it'd be great to see some some one on ones. You know what I'm saying? It'd have been great to see like some. Receiver one on ones, Diggs versus Chase or something. You know what I'm saying? Darwin, yeah. Darwin with you know versus Jefferson, like whatever one on one to see what let's let's see how this how this rocks and 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 actually have points for it. Like the extra point should be a one on one. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be a play. Or, or if you're gonna do something like that, like I was talking, I was talking to my dad about this. If you're gonna do something like that, hell, the quarterback that made the Pro Bowl, you bring your receivers from your team. Hey, you know what? That's that's a good idea. And then same thing with defense. You know, if you, if you got so it's like you got Michael Parsons that made it, he could bring his Dallas secondary with him. Yeah, yeah. It'll make it. There's a lot of ways you can be inventive if you're gonna go away from the traditional, you know, put pads on and play the game and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but but it was okay. It was fun to watch some of the events, some of the things to see them outside themselves. And and honestly, they they've earned the the, the right to be silly and, and do whatever they want to do because shit, they, the grind is really hard in the NFL. It's yeah, not easy, I, man. Yeah, I felt that. Um, I felt that penalty on Jalen Ramsey though was BS. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he, he pulled the flag. He didn't even see Tyreek. Yeah, he, and no. Well, yeah, Tyreek what five eight, so he didn't even see him, even if he was standing up straight. So yeah, I agree with that, man. I, I, it was well, funny to listen to Derek Carr. You heard Derek Carr with Ryan Clark. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Clark was like, hey, "You ever been on? You ever been? You ever caught that? Caught, you ever caught fire like that?" I go, "I guess not. It's probably why I'm going somewhere else." Right. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, where does Derek Carr land, man? Where where should he go? Where do you think he lands? Because, bro, there's going to be another quarterback carousel that goes on this offseason, man. Especially with Brady retiring. I mean, I, I mean, and I mean, Derek Carr can whip it. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, I think if you keep him upright, 
he can he he can make plays for you. Can and he so, can he win a Super Bowl? Can you see Derek Carr winning a Super Bowl? Like, can he win an actual Super Bowl for an NFL team? If you put the right pieces around him and keep him upright, I think he can he can he can get you there. Yeah. Because the doubters and the haters are, are saying Jalen Hurts was never going to take the Eagles there, and he fucking took them there. But he had the right situation with the right coach that that wanted to run a certain thing with him. And the right GM that and put the pieces around him, and yeah. boom, there it is. And it worked, yeah. Um, I don't know where Derek Carr, the, the push here in Tampa, uh, since you're over there on Brevard, the push here in Tampa, everybody's pushing for Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers to show up here. That's like the biggest push for them to come over. Um, some see, people are yeah. saying Lamar too, but I think Lamar's a little bit out of out of reach. Um, I don't. I nah, think, I think Lamar Lamar's not what they need. I I agree. I mean, I don't even know who. I, I haven't heard anything about the Bucks, a new offensive coordinator. Like if, uh, they haven't even looked into it yet or or announced it yet. You know, I haven't even heard of them interviewing people yet for for that job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will go. Man, for me, I I take Carr. Yeah. He's younger, like I said. He has the, he has the weapons around him. He does. There's a he'll lot. Probably, he'll probably have a, a healthy line next year. Yeah, I mean and he was throwing he was throwing what three four thousand yards with, with what he had over there in, in the Raiders for for these right. last and eight he, years. And getting sacked fifty sixty times for the season. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of his turnovers were probably, mostly probably only mostly, but from what I've seen is him getting pressure, getting hit. Yeah, and so I mean. I don't know. I mean, oh God. I just don't know what their quarterback options are. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just don't think, I, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong. Maybe they're all in on Trask. Maybe they all in on, let's take Trask and, and build him, and we're going to do all this. But I just don't see, you know, Mike Evans or Godwin being happy with that, especially going from a quarterback like Tom Brady. You have no, you're going to have a new OC, a new young quarterback. Do they want to put the time in? You know what I mean? Right, especially Mike Evans. I mean, he, he getting right. there in age, and he, he, yeah, I'm sure he's gonna want to yeah. expand his wings. I mean, hell, most of most of them guys only signed one year contracts. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I don't know. All I know is I'm part of this Jaguar thing, and um, I guess um, Trevor Lawrence went up to our our owner, Mister Kind. Mm-hmm. And told him that he wanted T. Higgins. So now the biggest thing now is, I guess they're trying to figure out how to get T. Higgins. If Cincinnati ain't gonna let go of T. Higgins, shoot, the, 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 I ain't gonna say players because the players. I don't think we have the players to match T. Higgins. But bro, you you guys, I think that's a bad move for you guys. I don't think you should do that. You know what I'm saying? I we, think you need another receiver, but I don't think you go after T. Higgins for what? He's not gonna be available. <laughs> I mean, you, you never know. I mean, yeah, you're price, right. Price could always, man, yeah, give him a first round a couple of years. and It's like I tell you, so I, don't, I don't believe in any of these fucking contracts. None of these contracts to me exist. Like everybody says, oh, they're under contract. Now, that shit could be renegotiated within seconds. That doesn't mean anything. But why go after T Higgins? What is it that Trevor likes about T Higgins over he's other? Cle- he's Clemson. Well, yeah, I know that. It's, it's his guy. That's, yeah. That's well, his guy. Fuck. That, that was his guy in Clemson. I guess so. That he needs a guy like Higgins, but I don't know if you can get Higgins. That's that's the only thing. I mean, and I, I mean, I, and I know we need a we need a true number one. Kirk is not a number one, yeah. you know. So we need a true number one. And hell, you got Cincinnati got three number ones. Really, you think mm. if you count Boyd, they got three number ones. And yeah. So I mean, damn, he can pull T Higgins in hell. 
I, I don't know. You know, yeah, I guess you can. If you pull Higgins, I mean, to, to me, you're going to have Calvin Ridley next year. So, I mean, that that's going to come in and help immensely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being opposite of Kirk. I mean, to bring in a Higgins, yeah, you would love to have a, a receiver core like that. You know what I mean? But, I, I'm, I don't know. I probably would, wouldn't move too much money around. I'm, I'm trying to build around Trevor Lawrence and get him another, some better, you know, even better lineman, D lineman maybe. But I, I kind of like what they're doing in the draft. They they put they posted their pre-draft picks or whatever to go out their offensive guard in the first round. So if mm. he's still on the board, so like I yeah, I, I wish I wish Reggie was here to I wish Reggie was here to give me a little bit more insight on what he thinks the the, the Bucks are gonna do. Because like you said, your your draft is your guys are they're focused, man. Your guys are, are ready to go, and they're gonna be a force next year. I mean, especially yeah, with the way I they mean, end of the season. So, I mean, they already said the pro, the main priority this year for this draft and the offseason is to keep Trevor upright. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, I would. That's the only goal you should have. Because if he's upright, he's 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 going to be just fine. You yeah, guys keep, will be fine. Keep keep him upright and um, give give contracts out to the guys that are there. Yeah. And you know, try to keep that core, keep the core guys together. So... Mm. So we can keep our receivers and Ingram and all them, get them the money because they all want to stay. Yeah, and so we can make them happy and keep our core and add to the draft and maybe a couple of free agents. Should we should be straight again? Yeah. Well, so, you guys, you guys are on the space. The, the Bucks over here, man. Like I said, they're they're pushing for an Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, or Derek Carr, or even Jimmy Garoppolo. Because uh, I don't know if you saw that from the head coach. I mean. He had a post-game interview after, you know, the loss, and, and um, they asked him, I mean, is there any chance, is there any situation or scenario where uh, Garoppolo comes back next year here as either a quarterback um, playing for San Francisco or a backup role? And he says he doesn't see any scenario where that happens. You know what I mean? So Jimmy G's out too. So, again, for the Bucks, I think they don't go wrong if they pick a Jimmy G or the Derek Carr. I don't think they go wrong at all. I know the, the ultimate goal is to get Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is being pulled to the Raiders because of Devontae Adams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I've heard uh, with Nathaniel Hackett as well going to the Jets. Yeah, so, see? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. I mean, you also got Sean Payton. I don't know if you saw what Sean Payton was talking about you know, on the line of quarterbacks. He's not, you know, he's changing everything that goes on in Denver right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's over over there in Denver. Whatever they were doing before, you know, he told them that I don't see the fans being able to – count down the play clock for us. You know, that's not going to happen. And he also, you know, he, I didn't know Russell Wilson had his own personal coach put on the staff or whatever to just take care of him. Like, did you know that? He get, they get, at the Seahawks, he gave him all access to do all these kind of things. And even at the Broncos, he brought him over there too. Yeah, he had his own his, uh, personal quarterback coach. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is your thoughts on that? Do you think that's, I like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm conflicted about that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, everybody has their own trainers and stuff like that, but with the, but to put them on the staff is, I don't know. But yeah, that's I, what I'm I mean, saying. Like, why would he be? You, they hire a quarterbacks coach. You know what I'm saying? The organization does. The the general manager, all these guys, the coach, like the head coach, they hire these guys. Why do you have a, you know what I mean? Like a, a your own personal quarterback coach that coaches you alongside the other quarterback coach. Like, what is that? I don't understand what that's about. And did he get that from fucking Pete Carroll or what? 
I don't know. I mean, I think when, I think when it came to Russell Wilson, if you remember when he first got to the league, mm-hmm. he, he had to change his whole throwing motion because he was a he played baseball. Baseball, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess he kept that guy that he's been with for all them years, and I guess he just I don't, I don't know if he's like his I know he's his personal quarterback coach. I don't know if he's like his trainer and stuff like that, but right. I mean, in the beginning, Russell Wilson, his his throwing style was awkward, and they had to change it. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I mean, I would never put him on staff. Right. But, I mean, if he wanted to be around and, and work with the quarterback coach, I'd, be, I'd, I'd probably be cool with that, as long as he ain't trying to over, overpower the guy I have in that position. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that just seems like there's going to be a conflict there. Like, you know, this quarterback coach wants to do it one way. Your guy wants to do it a different way. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems like a a, a, a conflict waiting to happen there. You know what I mean? But I, I think Sean Payton did it the right way because Sean Payton's a quarterback guru. So, right, 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 right. So, like, I don't need you. You, you just listen to me and we'll, we'll, we'll take it far. And that's what I'm saying. Do you, uh, so, saying that, when, what made me think about this was, as I'm listening to him talk, and, I'm, and I didn't know that you know that Russell Wilson needed a quarterback coach. I didn't know that that even was a thing to have a separate quarterback coach than the one that's already hired for you. I wonder if that's a lot of the issues that were happening in Denver, you know, confliction wise. Because a lot of times you're looking at you're looking at Russell, and you're like, God, this doesn't look like Russell that was over at the Seahawks. Like I don't understand what's going on. So I don't know if there was two different guys telling him two different things, and he just has all that stuff on his brain. I think. Honestly, McCann and Russell Wilson this year, I think he is the poster boy of a system quarterback. Okay. Makes sense. And like you take him out of you took him out of Seattle's offense where he dominated for the ten years he was there, however long he was there. Yeah. Then you bring him you bring him over to Denver and he's a shit bucket. Right. That's that, that's the system. Yeah. Yeah, I and agree. So, and I, and you know, as a head coach or OC, just like we did with Jalen Hurts, you know, they built their offense, a scheme, their game plan, everything around his ability. And right. I think that's what Pete Carroll did when they were at in Seattle. They, they built around him with his skill set, his abilities, right. and they built around it. And Russell Wilson just flourished. Right, right. At right. Denver. I guess then they were just trying to, hey, this is what we got. This is what you need to do. Maybe, like, man. I mean, I, I, I think it's a little bit of Pete Carroll knowing what to do with with a young quarterback and, and taking care of it. Like, you know, I, I I really think Pete Carroll knew how to do it just because he was coming out of college and he had that experience already. And, and Russell was so young. And he, I think he knew how to guide him a little bit. I understand a mechanics coach. I get that. Like, if a, if a coach has mechanics problems and you want to bring a guy in to help you fix it, yeah, of course. But... I don't know, uh, but I like how Sean Payton laid down the law. I like how he's already established what's going to happen. Um, I told you on this podcast with, with, with Reggie, and I told other people, there's no way Sean Payton goes to you know one of these teams. He's going to there's the ideal place was Denver. It, it's oh, yeah. always been at Denver. The defense was is already lined up that way. Hungry like like he likes it. Offensively, he knows he's got weapons, a little bit of weapons, because that would be my goal in the draft in this free agency is to go find more weapons for him to have besides having just Jerry Judy. You know what I mean? Right. I will find more ways to keep and make him stand up. I mean, the, 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 the I don't know. The Broncos line just didn't. 
Some people say it's the line. I, I saw Russell hold the ball longer than he should have. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot so, of holding the ball this year. Yeah, it's, so it's hard to say if the line was really atrocious or not when the quarterback's standing there for five, you know, five six seconds and he's, and he's holding the football and you don't know if, you know if he's still up there back there or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, shoot, hey, if, I, if, I, if I'm the state of Colorado, boy, I got the two best coaches oh, ever. Oh, I know, I'm freaking. And my damn, coaching my coaching my two high-profile teams. Right, and if I'm, you know, Deion Sanders, he's a smart man, if, and I'm sure he's going to do it. Bro, he's got athletes coming there all the time. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Colorado kids just going to the Denver Broncos, you know, possibly being drafted, having their hands around him because Sean Payne can watch them any given Saturday. You know what I mean? Yep. And then you could just—it's just having a, a pipeline pretty much over there in Colorado. Which, again, speaking of Colorado and what Dion's doing over there, it's transfer portal central. It, that's what happens when you have a, a kids that know the coach, knows what he brings, and he brings hype. He brings kids. It, it's the the tale is old time, man. You 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 got a coach like that, everybody around their mom is going to come over there. You know what I mean? And yep. Dion, Dion is just—I'm excited to see what Colorado does. Um, but that was a recap. That's the recap of, of, of the weekend. I mean, Pro Bowl-wise, rumor-wise. Moving on to, to more rumors, man. I mean, I don't know where Aaron Rodgers landed. I got to see him, you know, do the Pro Bowl. Or not Pro Bowl, I'm sorry. A PGA golf thing, which he won in, 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 in Cali over there. Um, you know, he alludes to a lot of things on the Pat McAfee show. You know, he, he alludes to a lot of, you know, him leaving. It, 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 more so than, than last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, last year was... I don't know. It's about legacy and blah, blah, blah. But this year, it's more like they're having conversations without me. You know, everywhere he goes, all he hears is Raiders and, you know. Yeah, but and the, sad, and the sad part is, like, he wants to be there. Yeah. He wants, yeah. To, he wants to stay. He wants to finish a Packer. But I guess they're so – I mean, you spent the first round draft pick on Jordan Love. and yeah, Ty, I got the same notion. I get the same notion from Aaron. I don't think Aaron Rodgers ever really wants to leave Green Bay. I mean, I don't know. I think he want, I, I from what I see in the way his band, I think he wants to be there, and he uses this as a chip or bargaining tool to get what he wants. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, God, give me more players. Give me. I, I spent this whole year dealing with these youngsters. Now, give me something this way. But I, I don't know how far he's willing to go to to see to show them that he means business. That's that's the million dollar question, man. I mean, the biggest thing for the Packers, I man, they want to all, the offload them is going to be hell. Because who got yeah. the cap space other than like the Raiders and probably the Bucks now? Yeah. But I mean, nobody's going to want to take all that massive contract for a 39 year old quarterback. Yeah, and you're right because he doesn't have many years left. He's got to go. If he does leave, he's got to go to a team that's that's ready to win right now. Right now. He's got to go. And, and the Bucks are the only one that's ready to win. In the NFC, that's that's open right now. I don't think there's any AFC team that's ready to win. Um, some people were claiming that maybe the Jets are on his radar, but I, why would I go to the Jets? You're just following Brett Favre now. Yeah, man, I'm not. I'm not doing what Brett did, and I'm not. I'm definitely not going to the Jets based off of what I've seen team wise. I mean, that's an organization that's still trying to find their culture. Right. I mean, they, I mean, they play they play good football this year. They wouldn't. They yeah. won the shit show, but. They're not ready to win right now. Right. You're gonna be like, just like I listened to Brett Favre when he was, I forgot where he, where, what he was on. He was on uh, Sterling Sharp show, little podcast, and he's like, he goes, hell, like I didn't know where I was going. Like I thought I was yeah. coming to Tampa. Really? 
And he's like, that's thing you know, I get a phone call saying you're going to the Jets. Mm. And so mm. I say they're going to play Aaron Rodgers the same way because the Packers not going to train to an NFC team. I promise you that. Yeah, they got to get rid of him. They don't want to, to see him. Yeah. And so, I mean, I hope he don't go to the Jets. I hope he stays a Packer. I mean, what other AFC team? Like, if you had to unload Aaron Rodgers to a to an AFC team, what AFC team is ready? Uh, what Indianapolis? I don't know. Every quarterback that we thought would make be do pretty decent in Indianapolis turned to a dumpster fire. So I don't know. It's something, it's something about Indianapolis. Yeah, it's, it's only something Peyton Manning could accomplish. Yeah, right. And um, so I mean, turned to a dumpster fire. I mean, you 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 can put him in Tennessee. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, you can, and they probably have the the money to do it. They probably yeah. Have. I mean, you got a hell of a running game. Yeah, he has no weapons on the outside, but he has a hell of a running game. Yeah, <laughs> you got to find some weapons out there. But yeah, you're right. He, that that running game. I just like I said I, to me, AFC wise, if it's not the Colts, which I you know you mentioned it, every quarterback that's come there has, has turned into dumpster fire, and I think that's the Peyton Manning curse because how they did him. They did him wrong with you know, not being sure about his neck and his shoulder and stuff. Right. He went on to the Broncos and won a Super Bowl. So um, I don't know if that's a curse or not or whatever, but I would think AFC-wise, Indianapolis would be the best place for him to land because, one, yeah, you do have a good running game there too, and you got a couple weapons out there. You got a couple. Yeah, Nothing I mean, great, but you got you got more than what you got at Tennessee. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it would be a good landing. could be a good landing spot, but, like, Philip Rivers had a little bit left in the tank. He went there and he was, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Carson Wentz, he had he said a little bit left in the tank. He's gone. Yeah. And then you got freaking Matt Ryan that just just went there and he got benched the freaking eighth week of the season. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but like, and they, they, again, they, this is a team that went through you know head coach, interim coach, and all this other stuff that's going on. They they had a lot of going on coaching wise to to figure out who they are. Um, but again, I'm just saying AFC wise, the ideal team either side, either conference, is the is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that's the most ideal place. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I can't get. I don't want to leave the Packers, but I, I they're not doing what I'm asking them to do. I want to win right now. What team is ready to win? Has been there already. That's close to it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, like you said, the money's not there, but. We know from personal experience, you know, watching the Tampa Bay Bucks, they come up with money real quick. One Gasparilla, and these guys have the money to take care of what they got to be taken care of. Um, but that would be the ideal place. There's nowhere else Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, can go that is ready to win. You can go to other teams, you know what I'm saying? But who the fuck wants to help rebuild a team at 39 years old? You know what I mean? Um, and what you told me, 39 years old, they, they got to unload him and, and pay a lot of money, but... Let's be honest, man. Let, let's let's lay it on the table. To you Packer fans, Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl. He ain't really done anything else. He's a really good in-season quarterback. Once he gets to the playoffs, the NFC Championship, it's, it's up in the air, you know, what he is. Um, I don't know if he's worth all that money that they're talking. I think he's worth money more than Dak Prescott, more than Kirk Cousins. But I don't know if he's worth the $60 million that he's going to be getting from the Packers. That's what makes me think he stays at the Packers and he's using this as a bargaining chip to get more people to come over. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I think with his playoff woes, I think he, just, he became one-dimensional, like especially not last year, before last. He targeted Devontae Adams 32 times. I mean, it's like yeah. everybody knew he was, that's the only person he was going to throw the ball to. So, 
I'm, I'm going to set my defense up. We're going to take, take, yeah, take 17 out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I definitely would. Um, Derek Carr has that contract set up the way, kind of the way Deshaun Watson had his set up with the Texans where he can sit there and claim where he wants to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I think we're everybody's going to wait for that chip to fall to see where, where Carr goes and then everything else falls. You know what I mean? Or, or vice versa, Aaron Rodgers. Because that's going to be – I don't know. That's interesting, man. That's going to be super, super interesting. I think, I think Derek Carr ends up in, as a Texan. Why fuck Derek Carr? I hope he doesn't, man. Why go down there and deal with that bullshit? I don't want well, to do I mean, that. I mean, they picked up D'Amico Ryan, so I think the whole culture, at least culture, defense is going to change. The defense, yeah, defense culture is going to change. You still got to. It's hard to find these offense guys, man. It's hard. It's not easy coming up with these offense guys. You know what I mean? Brian Schottenheimer is now the offensive coordinator for Dallas Cowboys, but Mike McCarthy is going to call the plays. It's not easy doing this bullshit, man. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that how that transpires and how that goes, man, because. I don't know. I, I don't believe in, in most of that, man. But um, I don't know. Looking forward, though, predicting. Looking forward. It's a big weekend, Super Bowl weekend. Um, I've been. I've never. Not never, but this is one. This is the game I'm more excited about than I have in the past two years. You know, I I, I was hope. You know, watching the Bengals and the Rams. That was a. You know, I was hoping for Joe Burrow. That was a good game. But this game here, these offenses. I mean, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And, and again. I don't know. I think that the Eagles had a small, I mean, a small margin of a better defense than the Chiefs do right now, but the Chiefs have experience. No, the only problem with the Chiefs, I, I, I got the Eagles by 10, by the way. Just so you know. Eagles but, by um, 10, okay. Yeah. But the only reason why I say that is because the Chiefs secondary, they're, they're, they're starting three rookies in their secondary. Yeah. And yeah. then you got Jadarius Sneed who went out in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Who's a veteran corner? He stood out on concussion protocol, so ain't no telling if he's gonna be able to make it back or not. Yeah. And so, I mean, if he doesn't make it back, I think the Chiefs secondary is gonna have a whole, hard time holding Brown and um, um, Smith. Gonna have a hard time holding them, and then plus they gotta account for Jalen Hurts' legs. That's the that's the that's the that's the X factor, man. Because I, I, I'm, he's gonna run for 100 yards in this play in this, in this Super Bowl. Well, yeah, Joe Burrow was running for his life when they played the Chiefs, and he was he was 13, 14 yards a pop. I can't imagine what a guy with some skills, some some actual moves, and and, and ability to run the football is gonna do against the Chiefs. That's gonna be interesting. You got a quarterback spy him. You can't just let him run loose. Um, I, for me, if I'm the Chiefs defense, I force him to throw the ball. Let's see what he does. Don't give the and, opportunity to run. And I, and I think. Jalen Hurst over the over the course of the year has proved teams proved two different teams defenses. I can't beat you with my arm. Oh, I know he has a good arm, but I, if I had to, which one do I want to get killed with? Because you know, as a defensive coordinator or defensive people, you got to give up something. You can't well, you mean, can't hold it all down. You got to give mean, up something. If, if you look at like last year, Hurst didn't have that many weapons. He had no other than Smith. He was still a rookie, so trying yeah. to learn the game. But now you had AJ Brown, you had tight end, you had Smith. It's like then you had um, number fourteen cat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's too many weapons now. So I mean, somebody, I don't know. I just don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stick with the Eagles for a whole sixty minutes. Right. 
I agree. I agree with you. Mahomes going to do what he does, but he, but all of his, his receivers are banged up. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's going it's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Like my wife or her freaking grandparents are big Chief fans, and we, 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 I was talking shit to them all weekend when we were over there. <laughs> And so, I mean, it's, it's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. I just hope that, you know, like Mahomes comes out. If Mahomes 100%, can he run? Right. Can, can he avoid that pass rush? Yeah. Because even, um, what's his name? Um, um, uh, God, what's their office coordinator name? For Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy, yeah. Even yeah. he said, he goes, 70 sacks, this, this team ain't no joke. No, <laughs> not at like, all, man. No slouches. I mean, you know who scares me over there is, is um, Dom, well, Rang, but Sue is a silent, you know, over the year, we don't remember him the same way, but I mean, remember when he came into the league, he was just stomping on people's legs and he was, yeah, you he, know, he was a dis- disruptor. Yeah, he was disruptor a lot of stuff, but as he's gotten older and played the game, he is, he has literally been a quiet, Contributor this whole time, even when he was with the Bucks, you know, what I'm saying he he demands a double team half the time, and it frees up a lot of people to go do what they got to go do. Right, I mean, yeah, you got Hassan Reddick on one side, and then your linebackers can blitz, and they can they they ten plus tackles each, uh, sacks right. each, and I mean seventy sacks a lot, of damn sacks. It season. is. It's 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 nothing to bat an eye at, man. It, it's a lot, man. And and again, I mean, if 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 they can if they can keep up Mahomes, yeah, you 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 got a chance here. Mahomes, all those weapons, that offense that they have. I mean, I'm I'm sure with these two weeks they put in something else with the Arctic Circle or some other trick play they got up their sleeves. But I, I'm expecting a hell of an offense from both sides of the ball, man, or both sides of the team. I want to see a good shootout. I do. I feel like Mahomes gonna be like when he played the Bucks the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl because I see the Eagles front seven as good if not a little bit better than the Bucks front seven that year. I agree. I agree with you. And again, notice the notice the two common factors there. I'm not saying Sue. it's all of Dominic Sue, but <laughs> I'm sure Sue has put in there some things that helped the D line that he did during the Super Bowl to help that D line be better. All, all I'm I sure know is. Um, what uh, the freaking North Eagles? They drafted um old boy from Georgia, the big boy number ninety nine, yeah. and he ain't stepped on the field since Sue got there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he's just that shows what Sue's doing, and like yep. you say, he's been he's been very quiet this year. Yep. Like like he, he's not he's not making the plays he's that he used to make. It. He's older, he's seasoned now, but he's doing his job, and so. Right. You know, I just I think it's gonna be a good Super Bowl. I'm I'm excited to watch it. I'm glad it's not at freaking nine o'clock at night. I agree. So. I agree. And I'm 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 excited about the commercial, so we can talk about that on the next time we get on there. Uh, I want to do one more podcast before the Super Bowl, but uh, with Reggie and you, and, and talk more a little bit more about it, go a little bit more in depth as far as X and O's. But I think Eagles win too, man. I, I just see them. I just the X factor is Jalen Hurts. Um, the experience goes to the Chiefs side of the ball because they've been there before. I'm excited to see what Andy Reid does against his old organization and, and with his new organization. I mean, it's it's a lot of contributing factors. I mean, uh, a Cinderella Cinderella story, uh, you know, fair tale ending story, I guess you would say, is if Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl and he, you know, he, he retires and Eric Bieniemy takes over over at the Chiefs. You know what I mean? It's a, uh, a story. Cinderella story. Yeah, is. storybook ending. You know what I mean? 
No, it's going to be Jalen Hurts win the Super Bowl. I, I would the, love for that to happen so he could prove to these people that like he, you know, he was that guy. You know what I mean? Yep. So, cause there's a big old debate on Facebook, like, who, like, like, um, how you identify Jalen Hurts as a as a as a Bama, Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide, or Oklahoma Sooner? He's an Alabama then, guy, man. And I know uh, Vegas has a bet out. Um, when they announced what school he went to, what school he's gonna say? He's gonna say Sooners. Now he he says Alabama's most of the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know this year he I know once he said he's um, Oklahoma Crimson Tide. Oklahoma Crimson Tide. I mean that's smart, oh, Jalen Hurst. That's that's smart to represent. But <laughs> if I was him, I'm claiming my high school. I won't even say either one. I just say the high school, man, and move on. That way nobody gets it, and then everybody loses their fucking bet. Yeah, I'm, I'm claiming claim elementary school. That's funny. You know what's funny, man? Now that you said it, I'm gonna make, I usually miss that little portion of it during the Super Bowl because I'm getting my plate ready, but I'm going to go ahead and, and make sure I listen to that before I get my plate this year so I can I can uh, uh, see what the bet is. What do you think he says? I think, I'm thinking he's going to say Oklahoma. Damn. He's just going to shit on Saban? I'm not shitting on Saban, but not you him. You think he would just like that uh, Oklahoma? Oh no, no, no. He he loves Saban. Cause I was I was watching this thing on Jalen Hurts on YouTube. Yeah, and um, it was him and it was him and Saban, and Jalen Hurts even said when he got benched and he came back for that year, he rode the bench and brought him brought him back to win the SC championship game, and he graduated from Alabama. Yeah, and Saban told him. He said he wanted to talk about changing the portal. And he said, he goes, Coach Saban sat me down and told me the best place for me to go if I transfer is Oklahoma. Yeah, because at the time, Lincoln Riley was there, right? Hey, yep, and, that, and that's what he said. He goes, you have, you go to Oklahoma, you have weapons, you have a, co- a coach that coaches quarterbacks, and he's had two, he's had two of the last, he has had two of the last uh, Heisman, two of the last three Heisman winners or something like that. And he goes, that'd be your best place to work going throwing because they're not a running school. And for you to make it to the next level, mm-hmm. you got to focus on your own passing. Right. And so, I mean, I was like, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Because nobody nobody looked at him as a passer until you got to go home. Right, right, exactly. And so. Nobody respected him, yeah. And so it's like, all right, that makes sense. But, you know, I'm, I guess I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl and. Hopefully I'm home from the hospital and I can I can be comfortable watching the Super Bowl. Right, right, <laughs> right. I'm off on Monday, so. Well, that's funny, man. I, we'll see how the Super Bowl goes, man, and I'm, I'm excited to see the game. I, I really am. I want to see how it goes. What What is your plans for Super Bowl? What are you doing? You, you family or what? I don't know. You'll be taking care of the baby, the, right? Yeah, it depends on if I'm still in the hospital or not. Well, hope- they said it could be 48 to 72 hours. Mm. Because you get a C, because you get a C section, so yeah. it just all depends on her and the baby, I guess. But now I'm just gonna probably get some wings and just head the house and watch Super Bowl. That's what's up. Okay, bet man, bet. So let let's move on real quick, man, and and touch on this. We're almost out of time, man. But I wanted to touch on something with the NBA. Um, of course, the big news in the NBA was Kyrie Irving demanding a trade uh, from the Brooklyn Nets, and he finally got one. And a lot of people speculated that he would go to. The Lakers and and think that he would he would rejoin LeBron and finish what they did in, in Cleveland, uh, but that turned out not to be true. 
He ended up going to the Dallas Mavericks. So, a couple things, man. My question is with you. One, I think the whole world is a little bit tired of Kyrie Irving, um, and I think it's, it's wrongfully so. Uh, and I'll tell you my point of view of that in a second. But um, some of it he does deserve. Some of it I think he doesn't deserve. Uh, those are things that we're going to have to find out and see. But um, with him being a Dallas Mavs, strictly from a, a, a just a team aspect, without the outside world, where does this put Dallas Mavericks as far as basketball and hopes of winning a championship this year? If him and Luca can build a little chemistry in the little in the second half of the, the second half of the season, yeah, I think they're going to be pretty tough. But the Mavs are already a tough team. I agree. I think Luca has nothing in the playoffs. He usually is trying to drop the most points. He didn't have somebody to help him out. You know what I mean? Right. And then now you got a scorer in Kyrie, and you got a distributor in Kyrie. So yeah. I mean, I think it's going to free up Luca for easier shots because you can't now. You just can't double team him, or he can play off the ball now, play off screens, and so yeah. I, I think it's a good move. I think Mark Cuban did the right thing by picking up his contract for the rest of the season and not paying him the big money, and just to see if he's a fit or is he going to be a fit or is he going to be a distraction. Yeah. So. I think Kyrie is going to be a good fit. Yeah. And I, and I think the, I think he's going to surprise everybody and not be in this distraction. Yeah, I mean, there's one of the things that he mentioned yesterday, and he had a, a his first Mavericks conference, or, or I'm sorry, interview with the media and stuff, and it's kind of what he was alluding to and, and, and letting people know that he didn't want to be, you know, he wanted to be celebrated, not tolerated, and that's what he felt like the Nets were doing. He felt like the Nets were just tolerating him. Um, and, and definitely, like, rightfully so. I, I feel like there's times where, you know, you didn't give enough praise to those guys. You know what I'm saying? Or give praise to Irving, um, uh, Kyrie Irving. My thing with this, though, Ty, I'm going to tell you this, man. I think, you know, with, with him leaving, I think Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant would be on 30 for 30 as probably the worst um, assembled super team, team. <laughs> super team ever assembled, man, because they just couldn't get that shit to work. Um, for whatever reason. The biggest person I saw, and I don't know if you saw it, man, was Jay Williams. Uh, he went in on Stephen A. Smith about Kyrie Irving and basically tell him, you know, th- this looks a little bit personal between you and Kyrie Irving, man. And I, But Stephen A. has never liked Kyrie. Yeah, and then that's, you know, for... Yeah, I agree, man. I completely agree. For anybody listening, if you if you got to go look it up, you look it up for Stephen A. I'm not going to play back to all the audio because it was a lot of it. But I will say this, man. Anytime Stephen A. has ever talked about Kyrie Irving, it was always something negative and something bad. As if he knew this guy. It's like Kyrie Irving slept with his daughter or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's always personal with Kyrie Irving. He, you know, he can elude. And he was telling Jay Williams, you think I'm personal with a player? I'm like, yeah, man. We all see it every time we, you, you, they talk about it. I mean, I'm, I'm a first take kind of guy. I love watching the show. Um, every time they mention Kyrie Irving, boom, here comes something personal. You know, of, of the mindset of Kyrie Irving. Like, he knows the insides and outs of, of Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he mentored him or some shit, and he's just... He always shits on, on Kyrie. Now, Kyrie, you know, there's some things that he he goes outside a little bit about, and, and it kind of pushes the envelope. But, you know, the vaccination thing. I never fucking agree with the vaccination thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't think he would he should have been persecuted for not wanting to be vaccinated, and, and but be not allowed to play in Brooklyn, but everybody else outside of Brooklyn could come into Brooklyn that's not vaccinated and play in the game. It was a stupid New York rule. Um, yep. It should have been amended for him because he's, he's, this is his job. This is, you know what I'm saying, what he does. Um, so I, I get that. Part, and the sad part was 
when the Yankees and the Mets both were yeah. on a boycott playing. Yeah. And they, they they scrubbed it for baseball. They scrubbed it for baseball. They didn't do it for Kyrie Irving. Right. You know what I'm it's saying? A, I agree with you with that one. It's a, you know, it's a the anti Semitic thing where he you know, he he promoted the, the that video without knowing really to I uh, like I you know, I don't know if he did on purpose. I don't know if he knew what he was doing. I you know, that Twitter is, is so funny about how what you can and cannot say and everybody feels like they can control you and what you say as a human being. So right. I don't I don't know how to judge that. I don't know what I should think that but like for you know, for me at the Nets, he makes you a better fucking team. So why is he not celebrated enough? You know what I mean? I think I think we we talked about this before when uh, during the summer when Durant was trying to get traded. Yeah, I mean, both him and Durant, they've never played a full season there ever. Yeah, they've they've never played a full. Like, I think what I think Durant has only played like eight. I guess now over hundred games now. Well, combined combined with like, Durant, Harden, and Irving, they've only played nineteen games, eighteen games, something like that together. Together, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and so it's like you know you want to be praised, but you're not on the court. Right. Then when you get on the court, you do amazing things, and you're off the court again for another three, four weeks. And so well, it's like, but that goes back to, and, and, and I agree with you. you. If you want to be celebrated, you should be on there more often. But that goes back to, you know, fuck, maybe there's something internally that's going on that's causing him to be like, you know what, I'm fucking hurt. Fuck it, I ain't finna play. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. There has to be, when, when there's that kind of aspect of it. Because I'm not a fan of load management. I don't like fucking load management. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't have that when we were watching basketball when we were kids. Fuck no. And you know what? Richard Jefferson, if you ever, if you want to see something touching and moving, who Richard Jefferson really doesn't usually open up about stuff like, you know, his his past and his his, his upbringing too much. You know, he does mention, you know, from time to time. But I felt the emotion from this man when he said this the other day. He was talking about, they were talking about low management on, on the NBA, uh, you know, TNT stuff. And they were talking about how, you know, he didn't have that when he was growing up and that his father Worked really, really hard. He, you know, they didn't come from a lot of money. They knew that he loved basketball. And his father bought one ticket, Tyrone, one ticket to go to a uh, San Antonio Spurs game because his favorite player at the time was David Robinson. He idolized him. He bought one ticket for his son to go because that's all he could afford. And he said, I could not imagine if I went to that game and David Robinson wasn't playing because of load management. Right. You know and, what I mean? And, and, and there's posters and all kinds of memes and things about what like Kobe like taped up his knees are all both taped know, up with ice, his shoulders taped up with ice and his wife said during his funeral you know if you're in that much pain why play and he said if we're that one person that can afford to watch me we'll play one time I'm gonna be out there on that court yeah man why not even if it's for a quarter or two you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least I got to see Kobe play. You know what I'm saying? That's- right. And I mean, and it's like even when like LeBron passed, he played for the Heat at the time. And my son, you know, he wanted to see LeBron, and we got but got tickets for a Magic game, and we went. and He didn't play. Yeah, man. And so it's like, man, I spent 110 dollars on on one ticket. So, so two twenty on some tickets to watch you play, and you ain't even playing. When I mentioned gas and that forty five dollar water that you got to buy at the stadium and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other expenses. Well, yeah. I mean, but like I said, when we were kids, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a game, wasn't a Bulls game on that you weren't gonna see Michael Scotty and Robin out there. Absolutely, so, absolutely. I mean, not not unless they were in, like legit hurt. And yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you look at like when. They they put 
like they were trying to compare on especially on Facebook. Like who's the goat? Who's the goat? Yeah. Yeah, LeBron got more points, more everything. It's fine. But if you look at how many times Michael Jordan played 82 games, he played 82 games 10 times in his career. Yeah. And they went there, they went deep in the playoffs every year once they got to the 90s. Yeah. So I mean, he played all those games plus the 82 and so I mean, he was playing 100 plus games a season like consecutively. Right, and so I mean, like, if your favorite player was Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, he's unless he was hurt, he's gonna be out there. Yeah, and so I mean, it's, it's like nowadays, like you gotta, it's like. But you know what? I, I can't blame. You know what? I can't blame. I can't blame the fucking um, the players, and I'll tell you why, man. Because the culture's being built with inside the organizations and these teams. They're they're hiring millions and millions of dollars, or spending millions and millions of dollars, putting into sports science. And doing all these things for the division. And then there's like, you know what? Well, our science, are you know, stats say that if he sits out 12 games, it should be conducive of his body or blah, 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 blah. Right. The analytics are killing me. Yeah, it's killing me. So it's like, listen, man, I I understand low management helps you. Of course, resting will make you better. But this is why it's hard for me to sit there and make these comparisons versus players from back then to now. Because these guys didn't have that fucking choice. There was no fucking load management. We're going to manage this. Get the fuck. If I pay for tickets, do you know how much tickets cost in LA if the LeBron sits out now with the Lakers? Oh, shoot. They said the, the, the tickets are going for like eight grand. And then, especially for yesterday's game, because close, so close, when, he was so, when he was so close to beating the record, yeah. nosebleed seats were almost four or 500 bucks. That's crazy. Like, so, and imagine if he didn't play. Imagine if he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to play this game because I want to do it in LA. And he was away or whatever, and then you bought all the tickets to go see him. He's not even gonna fucking play, right? You know what I mean? Like, and I get the. I know we demand a lot of our athletes. I get that, but this is what you signed up for. Exactly. And, and when you want these millions of dollars, this is what you. This is why you took a million shots in the gym, so you get paid millions of dollars. Part of that million dollars, it comes with a. It comes with a with a. You know, with a, a um, yes, a sacrifice. Yeah, the sacrifice. It comes with a sacrifice. You're gonna have to play these games if you're compl- now. If you're injured, like Steph Curry, Steph Curry has a knee injury. Got it. I get it. He is injured. That is not load management. But just you're not playing because you you know whatever. And you're in a suit sitting there supporting your team. I gotta watch you fucking sit the bench. Right. Get the fuck out of here, man. We only get players like this once in our lifetime. You know, we were kids when Jordan was playing, so we couldn't even buy tickets to go see Jordan play. You know. <laughs> I would love to have seen Jordan. I've seen LeBron play in Miami, um, which is great. You know, I got to see that one in my lifetime. But, fuck, I couldn't imagine being load management and, and all this. And the person that does it the most is fucking, what's his name from the Clippers? Um, God. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, man. He's a load management king over here, man. He don't show up to the playoffs come. Nope. So, I, I don't know, man. I don't blame Kyrie Irving for leaving Brooklyn. I don't blame Kyrie for making his decisions where he's got to go. Um, you know, I, I think Kyrie does what he has to do based off what Kyrie wants. And that and Stephen A doesn't like it, but it's like, look, man, he's a he's a man that makes his own decisions. You can't fault that, you can't be mad at that guy because that's what he wants to choose to do with his life. You might not like it, but don't get on here on t- on, on TV and radio and bash this man like he's just a terrible, you know, like you, it seems like Stephen A. Smith is like a baby mama almost, man. She just yeah, keeps I mean, bad math on the dad, like fuck out of here, man. Relax. Yeah, well, I mean, for Kyrie, I think, I mean, hell, he, he, I don't know. You you were, kids loved you as an icon, and then all of a sudden, 
Like you want everybody to praise you, but they don't they don't like you no more. They don't respect you. But that I think that has to do with media. I don't think that has to do with him himself. Like I don't see Kyrie Irving walking and slapping children and shit. I don't know that. I, mean, Ky- well, Kyrie, I, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm saying, like Kyrie Irving, I don't see him doing that. Stuff. Like, bro, it's it's how they how they portray him in the media. It's what we do to athletes. We always want to see the great guy, but you know what America really loves? They love when the guy falls, man. Yep. They love it when he falls, and they love seeing that shit. And I always tell my son, I'm like, shoot, if I if I was a professional athlete, I would love being a villain. Right, because shit, I'm gonna get all the exposure. Right, you get all the exposure. They're already going to hate you as it is. Then when they finally get to know, like people get to know who you are, you're a good, you're a great guy. Right. But they portray you as a villain. And I was listening to Pivot when they had Chad Johnson on there, mm-hmm. and he said the same thing. He goes, like, he goes, they want, they wanted to hate me as it was, so I, I portrayed the villain. Yeah, and he's like, you know, it got me, it got me money, it got me everything I need in life, and. He goes, but once you got to know me outside the football, you got to know the real Chad Johnson, I'm a great guy. Yeah. So, you know, people are like, oh, you, I, I didn't think you'd be nothing like this. Like, well, that's because that's how they portrayed me is I'm, I'm this type of person. I'm brash. I'm do this. I do that. And so I was like, yeah, it makes sense to me because I'll be feeling too. Yeah. So, I agree, man. I mean, it, it's, it's how the media portrays these guys, man. And, Again, I don't, I don't, I'm not sitting there saying they're, they're the greatest human beings or whatever. I don't, I don't know him well enough to say anything like that. But the way Stephen Ace portrays him, if he believe, if he doesn't believe that his, his words have power that can, can change a person's mind and, and change how they feel about towards a person, he's wrong, man. You know, how oh, he got yeah. Kyrie messed up. Yeah, but, man, I, I look at, like, the whole LeBron thing. I was telling a guy at work today. I told him, I was like, they were, they, they were putting this pressure on this kid at seven, 16, 17 years old, the chosen one. Yeah. I'm just glad he didn't bust their fold. Bro, and it's commendable, bro. It's commendable. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big LeBron fan, but, I mean, they put that pressure on him when he was in high school before that. Yeah. And he, he had done nothing but come through. Exactly. And so, I mean, I commend him on that. And so, you know, I I respect what he does. I respect his off the court stuff he does with the kids in the school and everything else. And I mean, it's just I mean, everybody like, like LeBron and Kyrie, especially like when LeBron came back to freaking Cleveland, it was it was Kyrie's team. LeBron got to fit in. No, it's LeBron's team. It's always right. gonna be LeBron's team, right? You know, look, Kyrie got to fit in. Right, and so I mean, like I don't know. I think, like you say, I think everybody just wanted to villainize. Well, it's a word, villainize. I guess you want to say. <laughs> right. But anyway, it's, it's a new word now. But uh, they wanted to make Kyrie the villain. Yeah, because because they always put Kyrie against LeBron when they was at Cleveland, and like, oh, he don't want LeBron. I want to play with him. Blah blah. No, that's that wasn't it. And yeah. they just wasn't. They just wasn't in sync yet. Right. And so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, like you said, I think Kyrie got a bad rap, and it just stuck with him. And, and there's nothing he can do about it. Right. Yeah, there's so, nothing he can get out of it. There's nothing he can do about it. I mean, he, it's, just, it's just the way that the media has. And everything, little thing he does. If he, you know, if he, if he has the wrong shoes on, if this guy misses a shot, they're going to they're gonna scrutinize him. You know what I mean? And they were kind him hard. Well, like, because when Nike took, took, um, took his endorsement away. Yeah. And he, and he was wearing some off-brand shoes. They were kind of shoes. 
Damn, yeah, really? People like really. Exactly, man. So shoes. Exactly, bro. I just I think it's a little unfair. I didn't mean to go over on it, man. It just it just irked my nerves a little bit that you know, we got a guy here that, that plays basketball, but we freaking ridicule this man like God damn, like he done did something to somebody personally. Yeah, but I mean, but you got, but you can't say about him when he's on the court. He don't play. He, he ain't. He ain't going hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. you can't ever say that he don't show up to play when when he plays. Right. He plays. Oh, he comes. He, he, he comes with it. Yeah. Even with the COVID season, or when he couldn't play because the whole COVID thing in New York. I mean, he played sparringly throughout the season, but when he played, he putting up 35, 40 exactly. points. Exactly. Whenever he got in there, it was 30, 40 points a night. Right. He came yeah. ready to play. So. Yeah. I agree, man. That's all the time we got, Tyrone, man. I, I wish you the best of luck. We're going to try to get on here again. I want to hear Reggie's excuses why the Orlando Magic lost to the to the Knicks. So I want to see what he has to say. First, about. first off, we're, we're balling right now, okay? Yeah, okay. Well, you guys are the fighting kings over here. You guys are beating up small little Austin Rivers. First off, yes. Mobamba missed every punch. That don't count. Okay. Hey, man, he, he is not boxing is not his next sport, bro. Nah, I, mean, nah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he couldn't reach him or what, but I mean, his hand-eye coordination I mean, is horrible, bro. It was. I don't know if you want. Yeah, it was terrible. You got four bro, games. It was bad, and bro. He laid one punch. So. Yeah, bro. He <laughs> he missed every time, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyhow, I, I hope I want to hear what he has to say about it. I want to see what he's got going on. But um, listen, man, if you like the show, if you like what you heard, man, please hit us up on Instagram on the Clock Radio. Hit us up on. Um, Email on the clock 20 at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook on the clock radio or OTC sports for short to follow us on Facebook. Hit us up, man. You want to come up on here and talk with me and Tyrone and Reggie and debate a little bit. You could do that too. Uh, I saw two requests in there. I didn't get to read all of them, but so I promise you I'll reach back out to you if you're still listening and we'll make sure you get on here to talk with us a little bit, man. So until then, man, be safe. With, don't do anything crazy. Take care of each other, man. Enjoy your week. Don't drive crazy. Take care of the kids, man. And we'll be here for another show, man. You're on the clock. Peace. You've been listening to On The Clock Radio. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon, but make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On The Clock Radio. Y'all be cool. See you next time.